Hey, welcome to NHL Spectators. Keegan Mitrick with Ryan Perry. And today uh, we are going to cover July 1st NHL free agency uh, and some of the bigger signings. Uh, we had a delay, but now we're back and uh, we are going to talk about the big names and where they went, their salary, and if, they, and if it was a good move or not. So take it away, Ryan. Yep, week late because we had uh, some equipment issues, but we are back and uh, just jump straight in with uh, some big names. We're not going to go through everybody like uh, Martin Furk. We don't really care that he made $700,000 by the Kings, but we're going to talk about people like Panarin, Matt Zuccarello, um, maybe a bit about Hainsey and uh, what happened with Brown. So uh, let's start talking about uh, Panarin. We called it, eh? Yeah, I think it was inevitable from the get-go uh, that he was going to go to the New York Rangers. I think that was known probably halfway throughout the season that that's where he wanted to end up. Um, he's getting paid, I believe, 11 and a quarter per year, uh, which is, uh, I mean, huge. But, I mean, I, I, I can't say he's not worth it if you're in New York's case. Nope. And next up is going to be uh, Richard Ponick, re-signed or signed by the Capitals for 2.7 a year. Yeah, not bad for a guy years. that gets around 20 goals a year. Um, not, 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 I, I wouldn't complain about that signing at all. No. Well. So uh, Ron Hainsey, he's 38, one-year deal with Ottawa for 3.5 million. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it kind of shocks me a little bit. I thought I thought Toronto was going to do what they could to keep him because Toronto was already weak on the blue line. Um, three and a half million shocks me for a man who's 38 years old and just on the decline. Um, I thought maybe two, two and a half would be would be ideal. Maybe even three, but three and a half I think is a little much. Um, Ottawa still has to hit the cap floor though. And that's the thing. I mean, half so a million Ottawa, below the floor. And. I, yeah, and I mean, so Ottawa can give him what he wants. I think, okay, Ottawa's not going anywhere, and I think we all know that. I think Ottawa will probably, probably be one of the worst teams in the league next year, um, if not the worst. And so I think he's just there collecting a paycheck. That, 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 that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, if they really wanted him, they could have given him $5 million for this year and wouldn't have mattered. He's there collecting an easy three and a half to tail off his career. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think he's going to finish up. After this year, maybe because I would I'm assume sure, so. Because he's old, he doesn't necessarily want to move like across like the continent again. So he's just probably gonna be like, all right, if I can't get a job like in between Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa, then I'm just gonna call it. Yep, I agree. Right. So Curtis Lazar for Buffalo, making seven hundred thousand dollars a year, which is league minimum. Not a bad, not a bad sign. I mean. Uh, he he could have got, got a little bit more, um, but if you're in Buffalo's case, it's a, it's a, it's a robbery of a sign. And, and yeah. there's no risk. I mean, you could trade that easily. Yeah. So you know, even if he plays bad for the deadline, you know, you can still get rid of him. Uh, you know, very easily. Um, I'm surprised they only got seven hundred thousand because he's a really good bottom six player. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great signing. There's really, there's really no harm in signing a guy like that. I think Curtis Lazar for seven hundred thousand a year. Yep. So something else that we call Matt Duchesne to the Predators for eight, excuse me, million dollars a year for seven. We called it eight million on the minimum, and he got right the minimum. Yeah. Uh, for seven years. It's, 
I think I think for the short term it's a good signing. Um, I don't know if in five years' time it's going to be such a great idea, but you got to do what you got to do for right now to try and win the Stanley Cup. So I understand. But I think we all know when guys sign seven-year contracts on their uh, between their, their fifth and their seventh year, they're not going to be worth what they are. Yeah, and he's going to be 35 on the contract up. So so he'll be he'll be tailing off. Yeah, he's going to sign like a two- or three-year deal with like Vegas or somebody that's making a cup run again, and they'll just... I know. agree. Um, it's okay for right now. Yeah. We'll see how it pans out with his consistency. All right, so someone that you said you were surprised by and really excited when they got him... Uh, Robin Leonard to the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, and I mean, I think he could have got more than five. Um, just based on how he played last year, I think he could have got six, six and a half. Um, he was a Vesna Trophy candidate. He stood on his uh, stood on his head with the New York Islanders last year, single-handedly carried them to a playoff spot. Um, it's exactly what Chicago needs for, for this season because uh, you know, it's, it's a 95% chance Crawford's going to be hurt again. And... Um, I mean, it is what it is, but Chicago having Robin Lettner is a great insurance policy. But I think I think he's going to start for Chicago. I think they're going to have Crawford backing up because I don't think it's worth the risk. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Crawford's in his last year of his contract. So um, I think I know they only signed Robin Lettner for one year, but I think if it goes well this year, you're going to see him extended to a multi-year deal, and that'll be Chicago's go-to. Yep, so um, a little switch that went out um, out west here. Mike Smith to Edmonton and Cam Talbot to Calgary. They're up the road. Um, good move for Edmonton, but it's not a long-term acquisition. Um, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Edmonton didn't go, go after Robin Leonard. That's what shocked me, because I think Edmonton could have really used him. And Maybe they did, but... And, and I, I, I think they could have made the playoffs with him. Because Edmonton could have afforded to get Robin Leonard. Um... But I'm surprised he didn't. And, uh, I mean, I, don't, I still don't think Edmonton's going to make the playoffs with Mike Smith. But it's, it's, it's a fighting chance, if you put it that way. It just depends mm-hmm. on his consistency. Because Mike Smith has had a career battle with inconsistency. And um, if he's consistent this year, they'll make the playoffs. But if he's not, they're gonna, Edmonton's going to be in the same position as they were last year. And I think Calgary getting t- Cam Talbot's a downgrade. Um, I agree. Because I don't know Mike Smith is like fifty years old. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Cam Cam Talbot's a starter. I really don't. Um, I think he proved in Edmonton that he wasn't a starter. Great backup, but I don't think he's a starter. Um, I think Calgary could have. I think Calgary should have went in the Bobrovsky sweep sweepstakes. Even if he was trying to sign with Florida and you knew he was going to, you just at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I don't see the move benefiting any any team going forward. I think they're going to be in the same position as they were last year, and Calgary might even be in a worse position. All right. So next up is a Cody CC. Uh, after getting traded from the Senators, uh, Leafs signed him four and a half million, which I would be surprised if he's still here in February. Yeah, because Toronto's cap issue is going to really struggle with that. Um, good defenseman. I mean, and he's what Toronto needs. Um, but I don't know if Toronto's going to want to move anyone else up front in, 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 in order to keep him. He is right-handed. He is right-handed, so Mike Babcock will uh, be all over that. But I just, it, it, 
if we're signing Marner, we have about eight million dollars right now. He's gonna want. He wants like eleven, but he's not getting eleven. No way. And Satan's green earth. So he won't. He won't get eleven right now because they'll bridge him. I think he's gonna get bridged. Yeah. Right um, but I think after that, there's no ifs or ands. He's getting eleven at least. Um, I think they'll bridge him for eight and a half for two years, and then he's gonna get eleven. That's what I'm thinking because there's no way in his career he's not gonna get eleven. If Tavares and Matthews are gonna make eleven, there's no way Marner's not gonna make eleven. Um, he he is gonna get it. It's just a matter of when. Um, and I think Toronto's where right now is gonna bridge, is gonna bridge him for for eight and a half to nine, and we'll see how it goes. Um, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna stay in Toronto for at least another two years. Yeah. So that bridge deal, how much do you think it's gonna be at the beginning, and how much do you think it's gonna lead you up to at the end? Um, I think I think it's gonna be solid, solid nine for both years. That that that's what I'm thinking. I I I just can't see with Toronto's cap issue bridging a guy for eleven when they can sign him long term for it. Um, I say nine for two years, and then after that, Toronto's gonna probably have to create some room. I think you'll see a, you know, you might see a couple of the you know you might even see Kapanen go at that time depending on how he does, because that 3.2 could be, or 3.4 or whatever he's making between that, could be really vital going forward into signing Marner. Um, I, I, think, I think at the end he'll get 11.5. Or, or he'll match Matthews for 11.6. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the end result will be. So uh, talking about the Leafs a little more, um, their defensive core, other than Morgan Riley, is all free agents next year. Every single one of them. Yep. Like I mean, every single one. CC Muzzin, Barry, Dermot, Harper, Marinson, and Hall. So that's not going to be cheap. It's going to really depend on Mitch Marner. Um, I I think if Mitch Marner does indeed get eleven point six, which I think he's going to get. I think you're going to see guys like um, maybe – I think Alex Kerfoot's going to end up going, depending on how he plays. I think, I think Nylander's going to be the guy ultimately to go. It just depends on if Toronto's going to have to retain anything, which Toronto can't really afford to do. Um, I think – see, see I, I, I can't see Morgan Riley and Tyson Berry going anywhere. Because they, they, Tyson Berry is going to be a really good acquisition for them, and I can't see him going anywhere. And Jake Muzzin, it depends on how he plays, and the same thing with Cody Ceci. Um, I think I think Nylander will be the guy to go when it comes to this. So deadline next year, you might see William Nylander gone, or, or the draft. It depends. But I think Nylander and Kerfoot might be the two guys to go. And then um, in terms of salary, I think you know Barry's, Tyson Berry is at least going to get six. Same thing with Morgan Riley. Morgan, but they can't afford to pay those guys any more than that. And then, as for Jake Muzzin, it depends how he plays. Yeah. And uh, with Seattle coming in the league in uh, about a year. Yeah, the have... expansion. What was that? Yeah, the expansion. Yeah, that's going to bring money into the league. That should boost the cap up for the next few years anyway. Because it went up $2 million this summer. If it goes up another $2 million, that's huge for the Leafs. Yeah, they I mean, could, it's only two million, but like that's that's a lot for them. <laughs> you're basically paying Tyson Berry's contract with that. I agree. 
All right. So next up is uh, we're still gonna stick with the Leafs for a minute here. Jake Gardner, is he returning or is he not? Def, I don't think so. I don't think they can afford him, and especially for what the guy wants, he is not worth anything that Toronto can afford. Um, he, I heard Jake Gardner wants seven million a year, and I think he's crazy. But um, I also heard he'd take a pay cut to stay on the Leafs. But how big of a pay cut, though? Like, <laughs> it would probably seven million dollars going to make league men. It'd probably have to be three and a half. I can't see it being four at the best. Three and a half at best, because Toronto right now has three and three quarters in cap space, and plus five. Yeah, and but like I mean, you you got to look to next year too. I mean, they they could sign him for another year, but that's the most they can do right now, because they got to make room, like you said, they got to make room for Morgan Riley, Cody Ceci, Jake Muzzin, and Tyson Berry, and then the year after Frederick Anderson. So, I I. Maybe for another year to see how he does. But the thing is, he, in my opinion, he doesn't help Toronto. Jay, Jay Gardner does not help. I don't think he's any, any benefit for the Leafs. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think having Cody Ceci and Tyson Berry is going to further compensate them what Jay Gardner could do. Just my thing I is, I'm sure he's gotten offers before. I'm sure he's gotten at least an offer this summer. I mean... Like there's, he has to have gotten at least a offer. Definitely. But he hasn't signed anything yet. Probably because the Leafs are like, all right, if we can get Marner in before X date, we have a plan to fit you in or something like that. That's probably. So he might. He's just smart. It's just Marner watch right now for the Leafs. They can't do anything else until Marner signs. I just don't think. That's December first. It's December first. That's how it is. I just don't think um, they can afford any more than three and a half right now. So if he wants to take three and a half, he can do that. But if he doesn't, well then, I mean, best of luck to Will. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's worth it. I think Toronto would be. I don't think Toronto needs him. To be honest with you, I don't think. I don't. I don't think he's a necessity. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Next up, we will go to uh, – oh, we already talked about Tyler Myers, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who do you want to talk about next? Let's see here. Um, you know what? I want to talk Mike about – Mike Riley. Yeah. Okay. $1.5 million for two years signed by the Montreal Canadiens. And we'll Not also talk bad. about the AHO offer sheet later. Underrated. It's a really underrated signing. Because Mike Riley came in, uh, you know, from from university, in, you know, Minnesota Wild didn't really get a chance, and I think he's uh, been a really underrated piece, uh, a really underrated piece in Montreal. So one and a half is not bad for a guy like Mike Riley. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it. All right. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Sebastian Alho and the offer sheet. Oh boy, yeah, this was a big. Oh, one. we got an offer sheet for the first time in like fifty years. Yeah, and uh, they matched it. Yeah, Carolina they said they would like first day, but they waited like a week. Carolina said that they were gonna do anything to match it, and uh, and they and and they did. We were really close though, but they but they matched it. Um, not bad, not bad at all. I mean, five like point eight million dollars, I think it was five point six something like that. He and Sebastian Ajo is a really underrated player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like sort of the Nylander. He's like he's comparable to Nylander, I think. 
I think he's better than Nylander, but I think whoa, whoa, whoa. take a benefit of the doubt. You're a Toronto fan, and I get it. You know, yeah, shut up. I think Sebastian Ajo is better, but I think he's more okay. Fine, I'll put it nice way. He's more consistent. Yeah, I agree, and he doesn't okay. want a bunch of money to do something I would else. Pay him get someone months. else to do, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, they matched it, and Carol, you know, he's he fits really good in Carolina. So I. I'm I'm not surprised that they re-signed it or matched it. I'm really not. So yeah, he's gonna help Carolina still. And and, and I mean the guy's only 21, so yeah, exactly. you're not you're not really losing by re- by matching it. And they actually might be saving some because if it didn't if it wasn't the offer sheet that was that low in terms of cash, what else would he have wanted? Would he have wanted like six or seven? Probably around that. Exactly. So they might have saved half a million to a million dollars right there. I mean, he had 83 points last year and 30 goals, so I'm assuming he would probably get something really good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a good thing they kept him. Yeah. All right. So next up, uh, Luke Shen. Uh, he, Lightning for... He's still in the league. I can't believe that. Oh, I know. Half a million dollars. He's 29. Yeah, he's just been in the league forever. Um, he's only 29, though. I know, but he started at, like, 18, didn't he? 2008, yeah. Yeah, so... I was six years old. Yeah, he's still he's still kicking. Um, he's more of a liability now, though. He's not a... He's really... Even though he's only... Even though he's almost 30, he's really declined. Um, yeah, I mean... It, it not not bad. I mean, it was he getting seven hundred thousand? Yep, league man. Yeah, that's not bad. The most he's ever made was three point make... six million dollars. That was when the Leafs signed him. Yeah, yeah, back when he was good. Then <laughs> back when the Leafs were still not making the, when the uh, management had some issues there. I want to talk about Corey Perry. Let's talk uh, about Corey Perry. Yeah, Corey Perry's only getting one and a half. That's his cap hit uh, for the Dallas Stars for one year. Nothing wrong with that. I thought he was going to get a little more than one and a half, but... I mean, he could get up to three million bonuses, though. He could, yeah. But, like, his cap hits one and a half, which is nothing. I mean, that's pretty... It's pretty low for a guy like that. Um, Especially, like, when he's been good in the past. And it still is good. Watch him end up having, like, a really good season this year, and then he's going to want, like, $5 million again, and then... <laughs> oh, my God. We'll see. <laughs> then we're talking about it next year. <laughs> All right, so uh, anything else that pops in your mind? Um, I'm just looking down to see, like, um, you know, a, like, one of those other signs that we can talk about. Joe Pavelski, for example. Um, $7 million for a guy that's 35 I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that. Um, for three years. So, I guess he's movable, maybe. But depending on who. It depends on who. Yeah, like if it's a cup contender that has cap, then I can see. And one. So yeah, I'm assuming he. He's gonna get seven for all three years, um, and uh, I don't expect him to stay the entire three years, but. I mean, we'll see how he does this year because because he still played really good last year. He still almost hit forty, so we'll see. 
I would have done I would have done like a high and low deal with him if I was gonna sign him for three years. I'd get I'd pay him like seven and a half, eight this year, and then he'd go down to like six and five. But that's just me. But he went to Dallas and Dallas is trying to stack up, so I guess not bad. Um, I, I also wanted to talk about Wayne Simmons going to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, boy is boy is New Jersey stacking up to win. They're getting ready, eh? They have Hishie Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they got Hughes in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up PK. Wayne. Yeah, they're really stacking up. Uh, I don't know if I would have paid Wayne five million, but I mean, I mean, it is. Only, I, I I mean, it only is for one year. So I guess five million is not bad for one year. And we'll see how he does. And they do have some cap room still. Yeah, they're just above the floor. Yeah, and New Jersey's stacked. They have $20 million. They have to haul the UFA next year. Yeah, he's going to stay. I can't see him going. Especially if New Jersey's going to be a cup contender, I can't see Taylor Hall going. Because Hall's I think they are. UFA. Simmons is a UFA. Hishie is a UFA. Um, who else here? Merkel Mueller, Will Butcher, Connor Carrick, remember him? Yeah. Uh, Kenzie Blackwood for their backup, the San Angel backup right now. Uh, yeah, I think New Jersey's going to gonna make the playoffs next year and be a decent contender, if everything goes right. They're still playing for Ilya Kovalchuk, dude. Quarter <laughs> of a million dollars. <laughs> Recapture ten, penalty. Ten years later. <laughs> Literally ten years later, yeah. They pay until 2025. Where's Kovalchuk? Is he still in L.A.? He's going to L.A., yeah. Yeah, he's in L.A., right? Yep. 6.25. Yeah, and he's 36. I mean, yeah, I don't know why L.A. ever brought him back, but... like He's going to be making $6.6 million until 2025. (laughs) I wish I would have signed that contract. Anyone would. Fuck. It just take off. It just take off home and make that much money. I'd love that. Yeah. So the Devils are paying for him for twelve years. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 New Jersey really got punished for that contract. That was an old CBA contract when rules didn't exist. Yeah, he signed. Yeah, in two thousand ten, he signed a seventeen-year deal worth one hundred and two million dollars. Yep. 17-year contract. Signing date September 3rd, 2010. <laughs> and most people, and, and most people don't even play 17 seasons. No. Like, and he was like already halfway through his career signing a 17-year. Contract. And he like got arrested. Then he went to the Russia. And then he came back. Then he went to Russia. And now he's back. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that might be it for today. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I do want to talk about Sergey, but I want to talk about Sergey Bobrovsky a little bit before before we're done. Um, he's gonna get a cap hit of ten million for seven years. Um, I think Florida, if they're gonna win the cup, the the next few years would be the time to do it because Sergey is already thirty. But he's, but I mean, that's like prime for goalies. Goalies don't tail off like normal players do. That that's the thing. So if they're gonna win, they can do it between between when he's like thirty, thirty-five, because he'll still be really good at thirty-five. 
Mm-hmm. And Mike oh. Hoffman's a UFA next year. Yeah. With that, uh... I don't know if he's going to stay. I mean, but I also wanted to talk about... I heard Powell Datsuk's ex- expressing interest to return to the NHL. Ugh. And he still has not retired. And we're in 2019. Isn't he, like, in his mid-40s or some shit? Did he what? Isn't he, like, in his mid-40s or something? He's 41. I'll search it up right now. I believe he's 41, I will tell you right now. No, he's 40. And he's going to be 41 on July 20th. Wow. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Just just stay in St. Petersburg. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, the guy's one of the best ever, but I feel like at today's NHL, he's real, he would really struggle. Yeah. Just because he's just... I mean, he's going to be 41. I mean, so... I mean, yeah, I would just stay. I'd stay off. Yeah, he was playing in the KHL, 12 goals, 30 assists, 42 points. And you know what, too? I know I know, we talked about free agency and it was a little bit boring, so I want to talk about something a little bit entertaining before we're done. And I don't think we've talked about it before, but do you remember when the NHL announced the 100 greatest NHL players? And yes, you- I remember that, yep. What were your thoughts on that? Why is Phil Kessel on it? No, he wasn't on it. That was the one of the 100 greatest Leafs. Sorry. I was like, the the Leafs did a 100 thing. Um, Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on the 100 greatest players because, um, you know, there was was a few controversial picks. Um, Taves and Kane were were controversial picks. Um, uh, Guys like uh, Evgeny Malkin and uh, uh, Jerome McGinley and uh, Joe Thornton were, were left out. Um, and Paul Korea, I believe Paul Korea. I don't think Paul Korea was in there. Um, that soup was on there. Yeah, there was a few notable people um, that I think shouldn't have been on there. Um, I know, I okay, I know Brendan Shanahan's a Toronto guy for you, but I really don't think Brendan Shanahan should be in the top hundred. No. Um, I I think, I think there's many other guys like Marcus Naslin could have been there, been in there instead of. Brent Shanahan or uh, Paul Korea or somebody like that. So that shocked me because there's a lot of people in here that I feel like they're very controversial. Even Taves. I'm a Chicago fan, and I don't think Taves should be in the top 100. Really? I don't think so. Um, too inconsistent. It's the same thing with Evgeny Malkin. The only reason why why Evgeny Malkin did not make the top 100 is because he's so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Why um, do you feel about uh, Matt Sandin being on it? I have no problem with it. I really don't. I think he earned it. Um, I think he carried Toronto for a number of years, and I think he proved that he was a very consistent, reliable player. Um, I think I, I think he belonged on it. Um, Taves, I don't think so. I think Patrick Kane could have could have found his way on it just because he's based on his numbers. And believe believe this or not, he's the only the first ever American to win the scoring title. Out of, wow! Out of all the years, Patrick Kane was the first American to win the scoring title. Um, so I think that's enough to get him in hmm. because just on that stat. But, I mean, I do think he belongs in there. Taves, I don't know. But, and they also put Duncan Keith in the top 100, too, which um, I guess could work. Just because he's won – I mean, he's won two, two Norris trophies, and he's won a Smythe. So, so I think that might be enough to, uh, you know, to get him in. But I don't know. The, there's a few people in here. They added a lot of Russian guys in here, too, mm-hmm. which I don't think Don Cherry would be a fan of. But <laughs> – but, uh, Damn it. But um, yeah, there's there's a couple people in here that really shock me. Um, you know, ho ho Wayne Gretzky. Wow, that one. That oh, one. but what a surprise! That's K 
can't well, believe Bob, that. I don't, I, don't, I can't believe Bobby Orr's in there either. You know what I mean? Like I thought these guys would be in maybe the Johnny top. Bauer. Who's that? Never heard of him before. <laughs> no, but I think uh, I think Brendan Shanahan could have been left out. Um, I think uh, I know they added guys like King Clancy and all that. You know, and uh, you know George Vesna. But really, were these guys the greatest players? I think they're just in there. Became bathroom. What do you think? <laughs> of course they're good. No, they have I meaningless just, trophies named after them. And well, the thing is, they 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 have these guys in there. But I believe for these guys like uh, George Vesna and King Clancy, I think they should be like in their own league, if that makes sense. Like they should have like a mention. Mm-hmm. Like an honorable mention. Honorable yeah, but, mention. Yeah, yeah, but not be in the top hundred. Like, I think they should have their own league and be like, okay, like, these guys were, like, the notables, but they weren't, you know. Because if you're going to tell me that, like, you know, that these guys were better, were as talented as a guy like Paul Correa or Marcus Naslin or Jerome McGinley, you're crazy. Daryl Sitter on there? Daryl Sittler? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, what do you think about him? Oh, I think he belongs on there. There's a lot of Leafs on here. Cue everyone saying... Leafs are overcovered. Leafs are overcovered. Okay, well, yeah, biggest market in hockey, so. Well, I mean, Norm Ullman's on there, too, and that one kind of shocks me a little bit, but. Uh, Frank Malovich? He belongs on there. Yeah. I, I just think there's a few people that really, like, I think, the, I think like, guys like George Vesna, like, guys from the 20s, you know, in the late 1800s, I just think, I just think they belong in their own, in their own crowd. Like, the thing is with hockey, you can't compare like eras, really. Yeah, you it's can't. Just, it's so different from even when Gretzky retired in and the nineties. And like that's the thing, you can't say that that Maurice the Rocket Richard's more talented than Connor McDavid, and you can't say Connor McDavid's more talented than the Rocket because it's just two different eras. I mean, it's it, it was a different kind of hockey. I mean, like I'm sure I'm sure for some guys it's an exception. Like I'm sure if you threw if you threw like uh, Pavel Bury in today's league. And told him to do whatever he wanted, he'd be like Connor McDavid. But like, only it's there's very few guys that can do that because it's so different now. Because um, like the skating's so different now. The guys are way better skaters these days than they were 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, they're not chugging beers and smoking darts before the game. Yeah, you know we're not pulling off a um a Bob Probert here. You know, like, or you know, like. But I love Bob Probert. He was great. But like, so it was back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yeah, and that's chug a beer and smoke a dirt. And and and, <clears throat> and that's the thing. I mean, there was very few guys back then that, that were really fast, except for maybe Yvonne Cornway. He was one of the very few fast guys in the league. But and like fast in air quotes there because fast for fast, the time. Fast for that era. Um for see, like I think there's very few guys from even like the nineties or early two thousands that could like be in today's era and do well. Like I think Pavel Bure could have done it. I think Yager could have done it. About Gretzky, I think Gretzky could, but his skating wasn't a strong suit. He wouldn't. He wouldn't he, be the great one. He'd be great, but he wouldn't be like. He'd still be one of the ten best forwards in the league, but he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be the at at the top. I don't think. Um, I think Bobby Orr could have done done well in today's era because he was a great skater for a defenseman. Um, he could have done well. I think. I think Mario Lemieux would have done better than Gretzky in today's era because I think Lemieux was a better skater. Um. I'm not going to say he's more talented, but I think he's a better skater. Um, Tim Horton. Tim Horton. Canadian legend. I think Tim Horton would still do well as a defenseman. He'd be a top four. He is freaking huge. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think Tim Horton would be a top four. Um, 
I I think I don't know, I I think there's very few guys in today's league that you know or to, from that era that could fit in today's game. Like I think um I don't think Larry Robinson or like Scott Stevens would would be in today's game because they would literally take people's heads off with the new shoulder pads. Um, they probably would. Um, but I think Mike Bossy Mike Bossy would do good in today's era. Um, I think. Yeah, I think Wayne Gretzky would still fit in okay, but he wouldn't be at the top. Um, I think Mario Lemieux would do well. I think uh, Guy Lafleur would still do pretty well. I still think Mark Messier would probably be the best defensive forward in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it truly depends on how talented you are. Like I can tell you right now, like there's 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 a few guys. I don't think Brandon Shanahan would do good in today's era. I don't think no. so. I think he was too slow. Um, good player, just I don't think he was fast enough. Um, I think. I don't know. I think Brett Hall would have really struggled in today's era. Big time. He would be, he would look like a turtle out there compared to most guys today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I, Ray I still, Bork. Yeah, Ray Bork would still do well. He was he wasn't that uh, long ago. No, not not no. Two thousand one was his last year. Yeah. Um, I think Peter Forsberg would do well in today's era. I think he could probably still go out there and be one of the. He had silky mitts. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been like he was like the Panarin of the '90s and 2000s. That's what he was. Um, but obviously, probably way better. But yeah, I don't know. Like this top hundred kind of shocked me. I, I think a lot of it was pretty biased. In Leafs, uh, Shanahan. <clears throat> yeah, because Shanahan's you know an executive at Toronto now, so I think that's why they probably put him in. But I don't got a problem with Ben Shanahan. I just don't think he belongs in the top hundred. I think I don't think if you're gonna tell me he's better than Jerome McGinley and Paul Correa and Marcus Naslund, you know, and um, guys like that, I I couldn't say I I, I couldn't say he's better than them. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'm looking at some uh, notable names that were left out. Uh, Dale Howarchuk was left out. Ed Belfour was left out. Uh, Zdeno Chara, but I don't think Chara should have been in there. Um, no. um, I think. They left out Joe Thornton. I think Joe Thornton could have either made it right at the end or just missed out. Um, but based on his, but but here's the thing: like based on Thornton's numbers, he could easily get it. Mm-hmm. Because Joe Thornton right now has one thousand four hundred seventy-eight points in one thousand five hundred sixty-six games. Mm-hmm. Bruder's which, on there. Sorry. on there, deservingly, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if you left if you left Martin Bruder out, it's not a it's not a list. He's one of the top two, top three goalies of all time. I mean, I... Sorry? The one thing is, goalies don't age well. More like they wouldn't... Goalies from the 40s wouldn't have played great today. It's just totally different. No, I still think Brodeur and Hasek would be the best goalies in the league of today. But I... I, Well, Brodeur played fairly recently. He kind of did, but he was at the end of his career. I mean, if you threw like Martin Brodeur between 25 and 35... In 2019, I think he'd still be the best goal in the league. Yeah, for um, sure. Maybe even Patrick Watu, but he'd probably get suspended a lot here and there. <sighs> yeah, but but we'll see. <laughs> All right, so I guess it's going to do it. Yeah, it's, yeah man, it's going to do it. All right, uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you next week, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs>